0: You want it. You need it. It's what everyone's talking about. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Now here's Kevin. You're listening to The Sports Fix. Yeah, Tommy's here. Aaron's here. The show today is brought to you by Stamps.com. If you're a small business, use Stamps.com. More on that later. All right, I have something for you to start the show.
1: Okay, you seem all fired up. Well,
0: I was thinking about this on the drive over from the radio station this morning, and I didn't touch on it on the radio station, but what if tonight, or, or let me rephrase, what do you think the chances are that tonight is the beginning of a completely new Redskins era under the Dan Snyder ownership? That this pushing to draft Dwayne Haskins turns out to be the one thing other than hiring joe gibbs in 2004 that the owner got right and he turns out to be an elite franchise quarterback and that's the one position that could overcome all of the surrounding dysfunction and we're on an eight to ten year beginning of redskins utopia
1: well first thing i don't think it could overcome all the dysfunction
0: why It did in Arizona when Kurt Warner showed up.
1: No, 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 no. We're talking about different kind of dysfunction. We are?
0: Yeah. Really? We're
1: talking about an owner who gets in the way of the success, a team president who gets in the way of success, potentially a parent who gets in the way of success. This is a lot more complicated than how well Dwayne Haskins performs on the field. So if you want to know what I would rate it, there was a movie with James Spader. I think it was back in the 80s. And it was called less than zero. Yeah, I remember that movie. Okay. Well, that's what I would rate it. Less <laughs> than
0: zero. No, you're wrong about that. No. Yeah, you, you're no you're I wrong. Mean, it's like, Here's it's why like, you're wrong. Why? Because if he turns out to be the real deal, if Haskins turns out to be the real deal, maybe they don't contend for Super Bowls, but it ends up being a much better football team year to year moving forward. Kevin it just does they're
1: going to get in the way of themselves they Bill, always Bill do Bill Bill
0: was a terrible owner but he Tommy. was he was not the, the Browns were terrible owners it's not in Cincinnati it, it's, and they and they by the way Dalton wasn't even that great but he was good enough it's not the same kind of
1: of of, of t- formula you again th- this is a guy this is this is an owner who will literally get in the way this this is a team president this is I mean, I can't fathom that we're having this discussion. Well, I, I mean, I can't, it. I can't fathom believe it. what 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 air you're breathing on the way drive over <laughs> fr- the from windows the radio
0: down. station. I had the windows down. I mean, how warm. many
1: times do I have to say the R of self destruction? They will find a way to screw Dwayne Haskins up, even if Haskins is great. They'll find a way.
0: Well, if Haskins is great, um. By the way, you can't say if Haskins is great because based on your sort of condition going into this conversation, he'll never recognize greatness here. He can't. So we'll never know until he leaves here and goes somewhere else and maybe then becomes great. So you won't know that till later. I, I think... Look, I would I would agree with you in a lot of different situations, certain companies, organizations, certain sports organizations. The NFL is the finest line league. It is the closest league between winning and losing. And yes, bad management gets in the way, of winning, and that's been proven out over this Dan Snyder's 20 years. This just bad
1: management. This is poisonous management.
0: Okay, and it's been poisonous at times, and by the way, it's at rock bottom right now. But it's the one sport where if you have the guy at quarterback, if you have a guy that you stumbled onto, and somehow he ends up being a top three to five quarterback talent, franchise talent, then they could have a run of being very competitive, despite Dan and Bruce and anybody else that's poisoning. You know the 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 coaches and the players in that locker room.
1: Aaron, please make sure that we we note this little passage that that Kevin is on. I mean, this is the first preseason game. I can't imagine. Well, I had what, to bring it up now because I, I, it, tonight I can't, would be the beginning of. I it. I can't imagine what they're gonna what what we're gonna hear from you if they look any anywhere good. In the preseason, I'm not going to overreact
0: to preseason football. I yeah. wanted to bring it up to you today because today could be the beginning. Tonight might be words, the beginning, the, of, the beginning of, of the Dwayne Haskins era that of- Snyder forced the team into. And as an organization, they stumbled into something. And oh, by the way, as bad as Dan is, as bad as Bidwell was... Kurt Warner is owners. out there. Oh, he, Tommy Bidwell was a, he no was one cheap. thought Bidwell would ever win anything. He was cheap. And he got within a drive. But they're of not the same. Are you hearing Be- what
1: I'm saying? He was cheap. He was Snyder's cheap and, not cheap. And
0: he was bad and that organization stumbled me, and bumbled around for show decades.
1: Me to, show me the show me the
0: equivalence
1: of interference between Bill Bidwell and Dan Snyder. How about
0: Al Davis in his later years?
1: Yeah, Al Davis was a bad owner in uh, his
0: later years. You know what? A they, terrible owner. They had a really good coach and a super hot quarterback back in 2002 that took him to a Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but, they, but you had a, a great coach, which, by the way, would be the other thing to stumble onto. I just don't think that Dan will be able to attract a coach. I think Al Davis had a better chance of attracting John Gruden than Dan does. Um, not that John Gruden is the end-all be-all but anyway I, I just I think if you've got a great coach or an elite quarterback that can overcome all of the other stuff
1: so that could happen starting tonight
0: well I mean it could I'm, well it it could yes okay
1: Aaron do you hear do you hear the laughter <laughs> I the laughter coming from Houston it sounds like Trent Williams I, I can hear him all the way from Houston And he's probably listening to Kevin, and he's laughing his ass off. He's saying, oh, yeah, this is the the beginning of an era,
0: all right. I asked you what the chances were. You say less than zero. Ask me what the chances are, because I haven't answered my own question.
1: Okay. I'll bite. What do you think the chances are?
0: Not very high. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I don't. But you know why that is? It's because I don't think Haskins is going to turn out to be an elite quarterback. I think... Put it this way. If they had drafted Kyler Murray, somehow they had landed Kyler Murray, let's just say. And Kyler Murray was one of these incredibly dynamic, exciting, game-changing players. Then I would have said the chances are 50-50 that they could be in for a little bit of a run here over the next few years. Who
1: everyone had questions
0: about before I, he was I understand drafted. that. I, 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 but I'm just saying. Serious in questions. In last year's draft, I actually was very intrigued, and I still am with Kyler Murray. with Kyler Murray. I was not a big Haskins guy. Uh, what I'm trying to say is if, if the quarterback, if I had loved the quarterback, I would have given you a 50 50 chance that a great quarterback could overcome all of the dysfunction. You, you know, here's the other part to this. I was watching NBC Sports Washington the other night. They have, they, they actually show the practice. Uh huh. And they had Chris Thompson mic'd up. And by the way, I, I like Chris Thompson. I love Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson and Jordan Reed. I tell you what, they've
1: they've got it. It would go a long way to what you're possibly foreseeing. If both I'm not those, foreseeing, okay, it. I'm, what you think is is a slim ch- possibility. If those guys are healthy, no matter who's playing quarterback, that's a big help. But what I was,
0: especially Chris Thompson, what more was, than Jordan Reed. Oh, I think both of them are super important to to and if they're going to be any good offensively, um, it'll be because the two of them stayed healthy. But what I'm saying, though, is I'm watching this thing the other night, and I'm like, you know who doesn't get wrapped up into the Dan Snyder, Bruce Allen, you know, dysfunction and all the stuff that's going on and what people think and the fan erosion is on a specific day in August or any specific day, any any day, I'm sorry, in August after training camp starts, these coaches and these players, they're making a living and they're trying to be good they're working hard and they're trying to win and they're trying to get better. And I know that you will say that many times in the past, somehow the front office gets in the way of that. They got in the way of RG3, clearly. But if you add an elite quarterback that's mature, that pushes the owner to the side and says, I can't, you know, I'm not going to have this relationship with you, or figures out a way to sort of make the owner feel like there's a relationship there, but really is dialed in on listening to his coaches and being a good teammate. I'm just saying that that group that's in the locker room and ends up on the field can overcome the management if the quarterback is elite. And and I would also throw in if you had a a really first-rate head coach that that could really get the most out of what they're putting together. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I just think that The only chance they have, the only light at the end of the tunnel, is an elite quarterback. That's their only chance to turn around what we see right now, which is a rock-bottom franchise that the owner has run into the ground over 20 years.
1: And I might want to point out, arguably their best offensive player is refusing to play for them. I understand that. That that's a big thing. It's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. I mean it's a huge it, thing. every day it becomes clearer and clearer, at least the message that's being delivered right. is he's not going to play for this team.
0: But you know what? If Dwayne Haskins by week ten or eleven's putting up big numbers and all of a sudden he looks like the new Patrick Mahomes, like a superstar quarterback, and it wouldn't be Mahomes wouldn't be the comp. Maybe Brady's the comp or Peyton Manning's the comp and he just looks the part. Now all of a sudden next year, yeah, I hate Bruce Allen. I'm not a big fan of Dan Snyder as an owner, but I want to play with that dude. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll take the money that that uh, on my final two years and go play for him. I'm just saying, Tommy. The only chance bad franchises have in the NFL is either an unbelievable coach or an elite quarterback. That's the only – there's no way they're going to slow build this with really good drafts and smart acquisitions and great management and great culture. That's not going to happen here. We know that. Even though people are – it's amazing in in getting back to taking calls how incredibly optimistic people are about the Redskins drafts. Like, yeah, right now they don't look terrible. We can say that. We don't know anything about this draft. This may be the biggest bomb draft of all time if Haskins doesn't turn out to be really good. But the only way franchises like the Redskins, bottom feeding franchises, their only way out in the NFL is an elite quarterback.
1: Okay, but when or, you th- or a
0: really good head coach. When
1: you talk about the, the, the thin edge between winning and losing. Yes. This this you know, are you are you talking about the Bruce Allen uh propaganda where he says we're this close? No, I'm not talking okay, about because, that. Because you know, they're they think they're talking about just making the playoffs. No, oh, I know. And the, that's not the, what the, you're talking about.
0: No, no. no. He, he, you're talking about a double-digit win team. I'm talking about the fine line in an NFL game between winning and losing. The talent, for the most part, is pretty similar compared to other sports. And it comes down to you know, a lot of things that happen in the game, but a lot of things that sort of set up what happens in a game, like a good culture, like not a lot of dysfunction, like good people, like people who are smart and work hard. And sometimes, you know what, that quarterback was just much better than our quarterback today.
1: I don't think the talent is that, is that similar from team oh, to team, it, Kevin, it's Kevin. closest in the NFL than any other sport. Oh, uh, that may. It's be. designed that way, Tommy. It, it may be, but Kevin, when you watch playoff football, even to the average viewer, the first thing they look at is how slow are is my team, the Washington Redskins.
0: You see, you can see it year after year in postseason uh, play. Well, let me just make myself clear on this. I'm not saying that there isn't talent disparity between teams. What I'm saying is the talent disparity in the NFL is the closest of all of the sports. It's designed that way. You you only have certain number of players. You have a, a draft that's based on previous record to give losing teams a chance to get better players. You've got a salary cap. The difference between the best team in the league and the worst team in the league in terms of rosters is much closer in the NFL than it is in Major League Baseball, the NBA, or hockey. That's what I'm saying. And well, I'm, and that I'm may saying be that because there
1: is, of the number of players
0: involved. I'm just saying that there's a the 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 line between winning and losing in the NFL is closer in that league than it is anywhere else. But and by the way, things that aren't within your control can determine games and seasons, like injuries, like turnovers, a lot of those things. Um, I don't want to get wrapped up in that. All, my only point is for a bottom feeding franchise, and the Redskins are that what is their way out? Their way out is stumbling on to an elite quarterback or somehow attracting an elite head coach, which by the way, is much harder. The quarterback, because of the draft, the quarterback can't say, I'm not going to play for you. He has to play for him. A head coach to get a good one has a choice. So if they stumbled onto the quarterback here in Dwayne Haskins, that would be their way out over the next ten years. I don't think it'll happen. I just think that the if they hadn't drafted a quarterback and they had drafted um, Darnell Savage Jr. from Maryland, who by the way was very high on their draft board, and Montez Sweat, and they had drafted Will Greer in the third or fourth round, I w- th- this conversation wouldn't be taking place. I'm just saying that if you if you if somebody told you today. Eight years from now, the Redskins are going to be on a run of five playoff seasons in eight season in eight years. You would say, well, it's because Haskins turned out to be great.
1: Well, that would mean it would be smart to invest in Haskins and Haskins, I guess, wouldn't it? The company that they've created for the quarterback. If you believe that he's be- going to be the savior before he's ever, ever I don't taken believe it. NFL snap.
0: I don't believe it. I, I, and I don't
1: think they would think it would be good business to distance themselves from Dan Snyder. If they're starting a Haskins and Haskins enterprise, I would think they would think that Dan Snyder would be an important part of the success of any business of Haskins and Haskins enterprise. So I see a future business
0: partner, not just a quarterback. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I, I, I guess you're not, you're, you're not, first of all, what were you in your phone there looking for? Were you in there looking for the name Haskins and Haskins? Did you forget that? Yes. That's what I thought you were doing. Yes. You know, you, you, know you what? were trying to come up with the name of his marketing company, his branding company, and you couldn't remember it was Haskins and Haskins. Yes. I couldn't. I, don't ca- I can't believe you You
1: couldn't just deduct why,
0: that that's what it was.
1: This is why. I. You see that piece of paper on the floor? Yeah. I, that's why I threw it on the floor. And I didn't throw it in a waste paper basket. Why? Because I know that you're going to have to clean it up. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. That's why, because I, I know you, you were going to take a shot at me within the
0: first <laughs> I, twenty minutes of this show. I knew you were sitting there as I was talking, and you do this a lot over the years. Tommy will be, you know, deep into his phone. I mean, I, I, let me try to describe it. Tommy doesn't just look at his phone; he takes his phone and he puts it right into his face. And I guess it's because your vision isn't very good with the with the font size or whatever. But you have your phone right in your face, right up against your eyes. Which, by the way, when you're doing a show with somebody, can be distracting. But it's not for me, because I've gotten used to it over the years. And you were doing that as I was talking, and I'm like, what is he looking for? And then you came back with the whole Haskins and Haskins thing. You couldn't remember Haskins and Haskins. Um, anyway, I don't... I tell you, we all should remember Haskins and Haskins, because that's going to be a hot company. <laughs> well, I I wouldn't be buying the stock in Haskins and Haskins. I was just posing the question. You were just... Uh pontificating on a scenario i was uh, no I, I let's just say it had been another bad franchise who are the worst franchises in the nfl after the redskins the raiders are still not a very good franchise right um the jets aren't a very good franchise the browns i guess have turned it around but i wouldn't call them a great franchise no. with great ownership um so if you know if one of these other bad franchises had gotten, you know, had been down in the dumps for a while and had drafted a quarterback that I completely believed in, I would say they got a shot now to overcome all of the dysfunction. And that's all I'm saying about the Redskins is if this guy is right and he's the real deal, I don't personally think he will be. That's my guess. But if he were to turn out to be Top five elite, the next Philip Rivers, the next Tom Brady, the next Peyton Manning. He would elevate this franchise. Is
1: there anything that could happen tonight that would change your opinion
0: one no. way or the other? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Good. Yeah. No. 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 I mean, again, okay. you know my feeling about preseason. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it, it's 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 more of an illusion than professional wrestling preseason
0: football. Oh, it's the worst.
1: I mean, you can't make judgments on any results. Because because the results are all skewed by by what the coaches are calling, what they're trying to accomplish, who's in the game at that particular moment, who they're facing at that particular moment. These are these are like scrimmages, these are like dual practices, you know. So I mean, this is what. Hopefully, I think this is the maybe the last year you're going to have four preseason games. I hope
0: you're right. I was um, saying on the radio show earlier today. If you didn't know, I'm back on radio. I'm back on nine eighty-seven to ten uh, weekdays, Monday through Friday. Um, I I think it's the most dreadful product in professional sports. The NFL preseason. It is. Um, it's impossible to watch. I don't enjoy watching it. Last year, you know, when I wasn't working in radio and the podcast had not launched yet, I don't think I watched more than a quarter or maybe a half of the Redskins' preseason games. And the reason is, y- you hit on most of it, very vanilla, teams don't game plan, but the but, but the bigger issue is that the players that are going to play the majority of the time when the regular season begins don't play nearly at all during the preseason. So you're not, whatever you're looking at, it's a complete head fake. It doesn't mean anything. Name me the last time in October, you know, the Skins are playing the Lions or, or whoever they play in October. Man, you know, John Allen, he's not having a good game. He had a, he had a yeah. great start to the yeah. season back in August. Yeah. No one ever says that. No. The only reason you ever refer to the preseason is if there, were, if there was a serious injury. It's the only reason you refer to it. The one thing I think can be instructive in the preseason is listening to the coaches and listening to their press conferences. Like, especially if you have a guy like Jay who can be very direct, very honest, and and be easy to read. Like, they're learning something from the preseason. We're not. Right. We're not. And it's an impossible product to watch. Um, with that said, tonight is going to be, for me, the first preseason game since maybe 2012. That I'm actually interested, if not borderline excited, to watch because of the quarterback. Of course. I want to see Haskins. I wanted to see RG3. This is the reason to watch your team yes. in preseason yes. is if you've got a highly drafted quarterback. Last year, Alex Smith didn't even play in the first preseason game, but I, I was interested in seeing Alex Smith when he finally played, and I think that may have been the two quarters that I watched, because okay. he only played two quarters in the preseason last year. He threw 14 total passes I remember that. in the preseason last year. Actually,
1: um, who who knew that was the shape of things to come in a regular season?
0: I, I've, got, <laughs> I've got, you know, uh, you, you get a lot of column ideas from the show that we do. You know how many passes Brady threw last year in the preseason? How many? 44. He threw 44, and our guy threw 14. Jay has not learned that this dialing or you know uh, building slowly in the preseason with your starting offense that has not paid off in an opener. Last year they opened with Arizona, a terrible team. That's the only time he's won an opener and looked halfway decent. And yet the, most of the really good teams, they've got their quarterbacks throwing a lot during the preseason. He might want to just review some other best practices around the NFL. Well,
1: they're not even playing their start their their first team quarterback tonight. They're not. No, Colt
0: McCoy. I know they're not. Are Are you with me though? That maybe like tonight because of Haskins is a reason well, to course. watch. Yeah,
1: I mean, they're, they're, if if there's any reason to watch, it's because of Haskins. I think there a lot of Redskins fans are really excited about this quarterback. And have drank enough Kool Aid that they don't care about the stuff around the quarterback. And in a way, they're kind of like you, except on steroids that they think this guy will leave the Redskins. Well, I don't to a think he era. will. No, I know that. Yeah. I said, You think if if there's any chance the Redskins enter a new era, it's based on, on the success of this guy.
0: What percentage of the fans do you think are really into the Dwayne Haskins night tonight?
1: Okay, the the fan base that still exists? Yes. I'd say 75%. Really? Yeah. I uh, think of so. the
0: people that are really still into the team? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. What about the people that have checked out in the last couple of years and just barely check in during the regular season until the season's over?
1: I'm going to say it's probably closer to 35%.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think – like a lot of, uh, several of my friends who really, you know, have checked out. I mean, they gave away, you know, they, they didn't renew season tickets over the last five, six years when the opportunity came came up to do it, you know, for the first time, you know, in their lives. They don't watch as much anymore. They're part of that fan base that has really gone away. And I don't think the drafting of Dwayne Haskins has most of them back. I think that when the regular season starts and when he starts a game they will tune in to pay attention to see what he has but they're far from you know a a buy-in at this point the
1: irony is and this shows you how 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 bizarre the redskins quarterback situation is the quarterback of the three who would drive the fans away the most if he were to open the season is colt mccoy
0: yeah no doubt you know no doubt that
1: would turn the fan base off the most whatever's left of it
0: yes Um, I, uh, I agree with that, but I also now believe, um, I I had Cooley on the podcast yesterday and I had forgotten that he told me when the Keenum trade was made, whenever that was January or February, he said that day on the podcast, he goes, you know, Colt McCoy is going to be the number one quarterback entering camp. And I'm like, well, they just traded for Keenum and they may trade for Rosen or draft somebody. He goes, listen to me. Colt McCoy is going to be the number one quarterback in camp, and he will probably start the season in 2019. There's nobody else that's going to make Jay as comfortable in that window of OTA's mini-camp training camp like Colt has. In fact, he said, you know, there's reports that that Colt's, you know, being held out for precautionary reasons. Cooley essentially said he's being held out because Jay doesn't need to see him. He needs to see Keenum and Haskins, and really he needs to see Keenum to determine whether or not Keenum is a legitimate threat to compete with Colt. He knows what Colt can do for him. He's comfortable with that, and Colt has the lead in this competition. He does, and this is exciting for you. I mean, I'm excited for you if Colt starts the season.
1: Well, again, you know, he's not (laughs) my quarterback.
0: Well, so he sort of is. But he isn't.
1: I mean again, yeah. I thought he would I thought he was good because Jake Gruden thought he was good. And you think what of Jay Gruden as a coach? I think he's I think he's a smart offensive coordinator okay. who's over his head as a head
0: coach. Right. Okay. Um I, I, we're not going to see Colt tonight. We'll see Case. Uh, I think I said this yesterday, but I want to say it to you. I think if Case takes a series or two and comes out, that's a, an indication that Jay's comfortable with Case if he plays a whole quarter, four, five series, something like that in the first half, then I think he's really trying to find out whether or not Keenum can be a legitimate competitor to, to, uh, to Colt. As far as Haskins goes, I think he already... Shanahan told me after the draft, he said, I asked him, when will Jay know whether or not Haskins is ready to play at the beginning of the season? He said a week into training camp. So I think... Gruden already knows that Haskins is not going to start in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, that it's a Keenum-Colt thing. Well, at, at least according to Jay. Right. Um, but you've got to get this guy a lot of reps. Okay, you, but but
1: but what happens if the Trent Williams scenario rears its head tonight So so obviously bad that everybody who's behind the center – whether it's Keenum or or Haskins,
0: gets bum rush. Is, is under by Miles Garrett. Is
1: under attack.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, what happens if if the if if the normal football fan can sit at home and say, "Oh my God, no one's going to play quarterback for us this year because no one's going to be able to stand back there." I mean, do you think that would be a dramatic development if it's so obvious that 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 whoever is behind center is vulnerable is 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 right for a train wreck?
0: I think tonight could really make Dan and Bruce and Jay um, potentially sit up and say, we got to figure this thing out somehow. Because if Miles Garrett, who is truly one of the monster pass rushers in this league, if he's destroying Donald Penn or Jerron Christian or Eric Flowers, and God forbid anybody from Cleveland hits Dwayne Haskins flush because they didn't protect off the left side well enough... Um, yeah, but the problem is we still don't know whether this is about money or about something else. Trent, uh, JP Finley had the report this morning that sources close to Trent Williams said, this is not about money and he's not coming back. Charlie Casserly was on the radio show with me yesterday. He said, this is totally about money. And Charlie, who is not one, you know, predisposed to back the organization, said he totally understands where the organization's well, coming
1: from. We went through this with Sean
0: Gilbert. I understand that, I but mean,
1: this is a personal thing for Troy. He
0: made the point too. He said the the deal that Trent signed was the number 1 deal when he signed it. He's the one that chose a longer term deal and a front-loaded deal, and he knew that these final 2 years would would be years in which he wouldn't be the highest paid tackle anymore in terms in terms of average uh, annual salary.
1: Go back and read some of the quotes from the Sean Gilbert tell me tro- i, I Troll- mean i, well, I, I, vaguely I don't re- remember i don't remember them off the top of my head
0: well sean but- gilbert said god was going to tell him what to do right
1: yeah, yeah. and base but trolley dug in his heels yeah you know and he sat out the whole year so uh i i think that you know trolley may be right i'm just saying that he has he has some personal history with a player holding out for for you know like for the season uh now it could go the other way what happens if if whoever plays quarterback tonight is comfortable back there. Yeah. I mean, could that would that be any kind of sign saying, "Oh, well, you
0: know, maybe we could get by." I don't know. I think the problem with these preseason games is nothing gets schemed up more for a regular season game against the defensive opponent than pass pro. You know that's scheme related. You're right. Now you could certainly see a situation where Miles Garrett, who is a just the physical top force. five, you know potential pass rusher in this league, blows by Donald Penn or Jaron Christian, and they don't have a chance. And you're like, oh Jesus! Yeah, it could go I mean, beyond. No, scheme. no schemes going to help them. No, it could just 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 be a power rush. You know, there's always you know his side, their side, and the truth. Uh, after. All of these weeks of hearing all these different reports, which all of them conflict with each other, I just think that Trent doesn't want to play here anymore. I definitely believe that he is among a lot of players and agents in this league. They do not trust Bruce Allen. And he doesn't want to spend the last few years, call it three, four, five years of his career, continuing to play for a franchise that doesn't have a chance to contend. I think he wants a bigger deal, one more big deal. And I, I just think he wants out and wants to be traded to a place where he can get another deal and play for somebody that has a chance.
1: Well, if, if he wants out, the way to do it is to declare that you don't trust the organization because of, because of their medical staff. I mean, I don't see how you come back from that.
0: I know you've said this before. I, yeah. I mean, I think the problem is is that a lot of other people out there dispute that and say that that's, th- this may be a one-off aberration. Again, the training staff won you know the what? award for the best training I staff get that. in the NFL. I don't, I don't
1: think people in the locker room do. Remember Moses, Mo, Morgan Moses' reaction uh, you're right. when he heard about what Trent Williams said. He said it's about time somebody spoke up. I don't think that's the thought in the, in the locker
0: room. I, you know what, maybe this will end up being much bigger than we think in Trent's just the first player of four or five that say I want out because of the medical group, but I don't know. Um, the Trent Williams thing, I've come to the conclusion I did before all of this. I just want them to start taking offers and wait for the best one. And they may have to wait that out. They may have to wait a a month. They may have to wait until the regular season, like into the regular season. But somebody's going to get desperate and say, Trent Williams is the answer to this injury we just had, and he makes us better. And they're going to give up something that the Redskins will be able to accept. I I, I think they've gotten to the point where it's going to be tough, unless Dan can go down there and say... Let's work this thing out. Tell me what you want. Tell me what's wrong. Let's work this thing out. We want you to play. We're not budging. We're not going to trade you. Uh, We're going to wait for you to come in. And if you don't come in, we're not going to pay you. But let's work this thing out. You've been good to us, and we've been good to you. You know, it is a franchise that rewarded him after he was suspended twice. Oh, I know. You know, including during the stretch of a playoff drive in 2016. So there is some loyalty that the organization has shown to him. I agree.
1: There, it, there has been. What happens tonight? Uh, and, look, I, I'm, I'm asking you, but you don't really know. But I'm going to ask you anyway, okay. because if I based it on that, I wouldn't have <laughs> anything to ask you. You know? Yeah, I get it. Uh I mean, uh, you've got a new coach in Cleveland, mm-hmm. Freddie Kitchens. You've got uh, a town that's a oh, yeah. about their football team. How much, How much of a factor would it be for them to feel the need – to make a statement, even in their first home preseason game?
0: No, I don't think that they need to make any statement in a preseason game. Uh, If if you're thinking that way as a head coach, I mean... But you're a brand new head coach. And you've got a town that... When's the last time any franchise got truly alarmed about preseason results other than teams who lost a bunch of players to injury? I don't know. I'm When's sure... the last time a coach got fired in the preseason? George Allen got fired. Remember when he was the head coach of the Rams for yeah, the second time? second time? Yeah, second yeah. time. Yeah. Wasn't that during the preseason? Yes, it was. Yeah,
1: but uh, I, I'm just saying, that's another – I don't I don't think – I mean, normal people would not react that way. But, you know, I mean, you, you've got a brand-new coach in a city that is is hyped up about their football team. And I think at least maybe for a quarter – They're going to want to see a show.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, when Joe came back in 2004, I remember this town was as excited as it had been in a long time for the football team. And his first preseason game was in the Hall of Fame game in Canton against Denver. Was it
1: at the Colt Brennan game? No.
0: Uh, it w- no the Colt Brennan okay. game was against the Colts. Okay. In in that, the Hall of Fame game. Though. It was in the a Hall, Hall of Fame, fame game. game. Yes, it was. I'm getting
1: confused. That was under Zorn. Actually.
0: That was under Zorn. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was under Zorn. I think it was under Zorn. Yeah. But um, in the very first quarter, they lost. Uh, John Jansen. Remember, one of their key players oh, yeah. was hurt and out for the year on like the first series. But I remember being super pumped up for that. But. Uh, the cleveland it's not it's not apples to apples no. the cleveland situation is that they do have some talent they've got you know and they may have the quarterback That can overcome a bad franchise, and we started to see signs of it last year. They also, with all of those picks and rebooting the franchise, which is what I would have done if I were the Redskins this past season, they acquired a lot of young talent, including guys like Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. And then in the trade for OBJ, they also got Olivier Vernon. Their, Their two pass rushers, Garrett and Vernon, are scary as a tandem. The, but and, 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 the, yeah. the question
1: mark is the coach. Yeah, Kitchens. the question. But again, what they have is a general manager, and the Redskins don't. John Dorsey. Yeah, yeah. The Redskins don't have one. The Browns have a layer.
0: You got a terrible owner in Haslam, the, they,
1: but they have now a a a pretty strong layer between the owner and the team mm-hmm. in, in John Dorsey. Something that the Redskins have never had. They everyone everyone thought, myself included. That Bruce Allen would be that lair, mm-hmm. and he just turned out to be a toll booth.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, did you see what Freddie Kitchen said this week about leaks in the building? Yeah, that's
1: that, that's that's not going to work. You can't do. In other words, any time an anonymous quote hits the paper, what are you going to do? An investigation?
0: Yeah, I mean, how are they going to find out? But yeah. if they do find out that a leak came from the building, he said, um, "They're fired." immediately that's the way we're running this organization john dorsey can take it i can take it we won't crack i promise you cleveland's going to be an interesting team you know they're the co-favorite to win the afc north with the steelers co-favorite to win the division i know i they just think made a nice move too they uh, tra- got a presumably a third round pick for duke johnson who's going to the texans say again the browns traded duke johnson to the texans for a fourth round and if he plays 10 games it's a third round pick. okay so, this is really interesting. First of all, you know they have Nick Chubb and they have Kareem Hunt, so that makes Duke Johnson expendable for the Browns, right? Do they have somebody else in there too? They, they have a couple other guys, but those are the two main. Yeah. Guys. So, so you've got Duke Johnson, who, by the way, I've liked as a running back in yes. the NFL. I think he's pretty good. But the fact that Cleveland got a potential third rounder for Duke Johnson, I'm telling you right now that Trent Williams would bring back a first. I had Theismann on the radio show today, and he said, well, what do you think they're going to get back from him? I said, well, I think in a normal situation, they it would be like a second and something else, but it won't be normal. they got to wait for the team that's desperate and a desperate team may give up a first, and Joe said I was delusional. Well, Duke Johnson getting a third-round pick, a running back, you're going to tell me a left tackle, one of the most important positions in the NFL, if a team that thinks they can contend this year, Bakhtiari, the left tackle in Green Bay, and he goes down tonight. Do the Packers play tonight? Whatever, this weekend. You're going to tell me that the Packers would put Aaron Rodgers in this season in jeopardy? Rather than giving up what they would perceive to be maybe a late first rounder for Trent Williams, I'm, no, I'm I telling agree you, with you. I, 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 I think they could get a lot more than most people think for Trent Williams. I agree with you.
1: Let me let you know. Let's stick to Trent Williams one more thing because another layer just popped in my head. You've read? Have you read the stories about how financially hurting Adrian Peterson is? I
0: have. Okay, he's in trouble. You know what? Can I just? I, I just want to say something. I had Clinton on the show today. And I had written down to ask him about Adrian Peterson's situation because Clinton went through a lot of yes, this. Yes, he did. But we just sort of ran out of time. I, I really wanted to know if he's talked to Adrian Peterson about this because I think they know each other pretty well. But go ahead.
1: Okay, so you have Adrian Peterson who needs to play and probably has a contract that has some incentives based on on, on how how he performs during the season in terms of... He does. Okay, so his good buddy his close pal is sitting back in Houston the the, the basically the, the basically the plow that's going to pave the way right. for Adrian Peterson to get paid is sitting at home in Houston trent williams and if he is not going to play what will and, and and we just talked about protecting the quarterback so far at this point what about the running game
0: what about the running game without trent williams what about Adrian Peterson? Uh, everything suffers without Trent Williams. But remember, you know, everything's going to suffer without Trent Williams for 12 to 13 games a year. Cuz he's going to miss a couple of games and there're going to be a few more that he's going to play that he shouldn't have played. You know, you're and I right. give him credit for that. But he's not been the most reliable guy and also I I, I don't think th- th- this is something we've talked about before. I think you and I have talked about it. This fan base tends to get completely, you know, Out of control when talking about various, you know, position groups on this team. And they've had this delusional thought that the Redskins have had this elite offensive line over the years. You know, if healthy, Trent Williams, Brandon Sheriff, Morgan Moses, the Redskins offensive line has barely been a top 10 offensive line fully healthy. And one of the reasons is Trent Williams is not the best left tackle in the game. You could argue he's the top three, top five worst, Uh, worst case scenario but it's not a great offensive line it's a it's a decent offensive line if it's healthy and uh i I was looking for and i just found it espn.com did this thing recently where they ranked all of the position groups one through 32 and the redskins had you know assuming full health the 15th best offensive line in the league so without trent williams on that offensive line tommy it becomes like the 25th best offensive line in the league. So, yeah, they'll have problems without him. But, again, I'm always... Because it's not that great. It's barely good with with him, and it won't be very good without him.
1: My issue is always with this team more what happens off the field than on the field. And with Adrian Peterson, you you can't separate the two because what happens on the field... Is going to affect Adrian Peterson off the field, obviously, right. if he's dealing with a financial crisis in his life, which could cause a lot of dissension in that locker room. If you have an because we've seen Adrian Peterson in places where he hasn't been happy, and he makes his feelings known. And if he's going into the regular season with the offensive line without Trent Williams, looking at his pocketbook and and looking at watching moths fly out of it. He he's he's going to speak up. This is just another level, another layer of dissension. Can you you
0: imagine if it starts off really poorly and they can't run the ball and AP's watching all that incentive stuff to help him get out of debt? You know, basically, you know, flitter away, and he's unhappy with the organization because they didn't get handle Trent right, and now you got Adrian Peterson who was. For my money, the best player on the team last year. MVP. You know, so (laughs) uh, now all of a sudden, your two best players from a year ago can't stand you. What does that say for you? It's
1: a possibility. I feel sorry. I
0: I mean, I don't know if I should feel sorry for Adrian Peterson because I don't know the details, but more times than not, would you agree with me that these athletes get taken advantage of? Yes, they
1: do. Yes, they do. But I don't know how many times, how many generations have to go through this before they learn or look. Well, I can't speak to it because I've never been 22 years old and handed a million dollars.
0: Yeah, I would How have. I wouldn't have 20 lived million. to be
1: 23 if <laughs> if if I if I handed 22 a million dollars at 22. But I I mean specifically Adrian Peterson, you read about the birthday party he threw for himself once. I mean it it was it was the the, Post, the Washington Post wrote a big story about it. It was it was so it was it was beyond the president's self indulgence. How's that? It would have embarrassed Donald Trump. That's how self-indulgent it, it was. Really
0: w- I, it really was. Oh, you Google I, it. I, I vaguely remember the I mean, story. Do you remember do you, it, Aaron, at all? The,
1: the, the Adrian Peterson birthday
0: party? I don't think I read uh, that story. Well, go ahead and Google it. I will. But I you, mean, do you think, think he just comes so... off as self-absorbed publicly? No. I don't No, either. I think
1: he comes across as a decent guy publicly yeah. who just happens to beat, beat his kid.
0: That's all. Well, he did, yeah. So, Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. And, you know, there are certain things about that culture in where he grew up that it wasn't necessarily unusual i know that
1: but if we're going to go down the culture road there's some (laughs) cultures in the world where it's okay to cut off somebody's hands for
0: shoplifting i understand that. that's just their culture singapore yeah um i don't get caught shoplifting (laughs) in singapore no uh all right um you
1: ever been to singapore
0: i haven't Neither have I. I haven't. Um you have
1: any desire to go to the Far East at all? I
0: do. Do you really? Yeah, and I haven't been. It's the it's really the one area of the world that I haven't, I've not been to Asia. I have a lot of desire. I would love to go to Japan. I'd like to go to China. You haven't been over I've been there. to Japan. You have?
1: I was to Japan for the 98 Olympics. Not a fan.
0: No? No. Really? Yeah, not a fan of the culture. Uh, I've got a friend that is there a lot um, on business, and he loves it. Loves it. But whatever. Um I, I mean, you don't – it's rare when you like any place other than, you know, around here. or I like the Poconos. Or the Poconos By the way, the Jersey Shore. By the
1: way, I just went to oh, Bumstock. Well, you do like,
0: you do like Italy. I just you love Italy. I just
1: went to Bumstock you this did? Past weekend, yeah. You didn't
0: tell me you were going to Bumstock. Well, I,
1: I didn't talk about it because it's not really worth talking about
0: anymore. <laughs> can, can you – is it a good group still? Oh, do it's you have still a lot great, of
1: fun? It's still a great group. And, what time do you go to bed? Well, here's there's the thing. We're sitting around one time, le- like the uh, Saturday night at nine o'clock, and we're telling. Now we're telling past bumstock stories. We've gotten past the high school stories. Now we're telling past bum bumstock stories, and we're telling a story about what happened in the early days of bumstock. And I pointed out to everybody, it's nine o'clock at night. I said the thing that we're talking about. That happened five hours from
0: now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know right. where we're going to be five hours from that now? That great memory that we have, that happened. Yeah. You know, it's 9 o'clock. That happened at about 2 or 3 yes. a.m. Yeah. So But, God, what a night that was. Yes, it was. It was a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. So that's all. It, um, was, it was
1: fun, but it's not the same.
0: What about Wyoming? neither am I. What about Wyoming? I haven't
1: been to Wyoming in a long time. Mm. I may go back now that I have good knees. I mean, it got to the point where it was kind of painful for me to go because of my bad knees. Right. I haven't been there for quite a while, but I may make a return this November.
0: All right, let me get this uh, Stamps.com information in, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the preseason game tonight and then get to a couple of other things to, to finish up the show. Uh, stamps.com, if you're a small business, is something you should be using. We are using it here at the com, and we're one of 700,000 small businesses who use Stamps.com. You need it because it saves time and money. It brings all of the amazing services of the U.S. Post Office right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices like ours or an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending out thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com handles it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it, and once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, here's the savings opportunity. You get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. It's a no-brainer, saves you time and money. My listeners right now get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus Free postage and a digital scale without any long term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Kevin DC. That's K E V I N DC. That's stamps.com. Enter Kevin DC. So I was thinking about uh, w- one more thought, Tommy, on this preseason game and the preseason overall. I was thinking about a lot of what's coming out of camp from Jay and coaches and players and media people who are down there about players that really need to have a good next two or three weeks and that's in camp and in some of these games and the number one guy by far is Josh Doxson because if you believe everybody that this Terry McLaurin and who knows we've had the you know the preseason how many times have we said oh my god that guy was it Marco Marco Mitchell Marcus Mason Colt Brennan yes you know going the preseason yeah, heroes. Right, the preseason heroes. Um, you know, Babe Loffenberg way back in the day, but um if if the receivers, the young receivers that they drafted, Terry McLaurin and Calvin Harmon in particular, and they they really like apparently Sims as well. If they turn out to be guys that Jay thinks we can't keep off the field, Josh Doxson's done. Yes. And, and it, he should be done then. Yes. But I, I made this point earlier. Like, if we get to the point where Josh Doxson gets cut, um, it's his fault. You know, he has so much talent. You I know liked I, you liked him coming out of college. I, I, I when they were on the clock. Remember, were we doing the show or was it Doc and I? No, we were doing the show. And I said that that particular night, that, that draft night, I'm like, you know what, Josh Doxson is there. I'd pick him. Because yeah. I loved him. I mean, I was you know, my son was a TCU. Right. And I thought he had tremendous talent, which I still think he has tremendous talent. But God, I don't know that in recent memory, as far as this team goes, there's ever been a guy that has immense talent that seems to want it so little. Like he just there's no urgency, there's no passion. Wasn't, it, wasn't
1: that the whispers behind behind the scenes? That- like early in his career, yeah, that he, that he was really homesick, li- that he didn't really like it, football.
0: It was that, but also early that first year was that he was a true homebody and hated okay. not being at home. You know, he's 22 years old, whatever. But um, I, I think that if this Terry McLaurin, who everybody's raving about, and by the way, was a hell of a you know, he was a big time favorite of Urban Meyer, like a quality, hardworking, does everything receiver and special teams guy. So if he's really good, we know that they're going with Paul Richardson because he was a Jay guy, you know, and he got hurt last year, but Jay really likes Richardson. Quinn is the the slot receiver for now. You know, Doxson could be in trouble. I would not be surprised if Doxson doesn't step up in a major way and really make them change their mind maybe. He may have to change their mind or somebody may have to get hurt for him to make this team. I think we're going to be watching the last couple of games of Josh Doxon in a Redskins uniform, I think more likely than not,
1: bigger bust than Michael Westbrook, then right? Oh, much bigger. Yeah, at least Michael Westbrook had a thousand-yard season. Oh,
0: I think. Y- oh, oh, yeah. No, well, yeah. Westbrook was a bust based on where he was picked. Yeah, he had some games in a couple of seasons where he was probably their best receiver. Yeah, um, Josh Doxon will be one of the all-time first-round busts for the Redskins, right up there with uh, you know the Penn State offensive lineman that they took at, you know at number thirty overall. Um, you know, uh, some of the, oh God, Tom Carter, Tom Carter. you know, um, who's the defensive lineman in the nineties that they picked in the first round. You know, some of these picks are Charlie's picks and I love Charlie. Actually, Bobby Wilson wasn't a bust. Bobby Wilson. That wasn't a bust. Uh, Kennard yeah. Lang, Kennard K- Lang was a bit of a bust. Yeah.
1: Bobby Wilson just had a, had a, a disc in his, in his neck. That's true. Kennard. Well, Cause Lang. when
0: he played, he was, he was a beast. Kennard Lang was more of a first round bust. Yeah. Heath Schuler, an all time first round yes. bust clearly and Desmond Howard. An all-time first-round bust who
1: became a Super Bowl uh, MVP. Yeah, as
0: a kick returner. Yeah, I mean that, that's still one of my all. Andre Johnson was the, the, yeah. the offensive lineman from Penn State that I was trying to think of. Um, one of my favorite stories is the Jeff Bostic uh, quote from Desmond Howard's first day at practice after holding out. Holding out.
1: That was the '92 holdout where he held out. Ripon held out. and I think Daryl Green held
0: out too. I don't remember the Daryl Green part. I certainly remember the Ripon yeah. part. Um, someone asked Jeff Bostic after Desmond Howard's first practice, um, how do how did, how did he look? And Jeff said, he can't play. Well, what's wrong? Was he, was he hurt? What happened? No, no, he, he can't play at this <laughs> level right now. He can't get off the line of scrimmage. And that's the first thing football people look at for a wide receiver. Because in college, they're not playing press man. You know, it's a wider field with the the hashes, more space. And at the NFL level, they know almost immediately whether or not that receiver is legit or not. Because it's about getting off the line of scrimmage against an NFL corner. And Desmond Howard couldn't do it day one and never could do it. No. But was a hell of a kick returner for the Packers. Um, anyway, uh, Heath Schuler may be the all-time bust. I think he is. He's got to be the all-time draft bust. I'm just looking through to refresh my memory of all of the first rounders. Uh, certainly in th- this era that that would be number three overall, supposedly Norv's guy, going to yeah. be the you know franchise quarterback. And it became very apparent almost immediately that their seventh-round pick, Gus Farratt, yeah. was better. Beaten out by than, his seventh-round pick Shuler. from Tulsa. Yeah, from Tulsa. Um, but uh, on, uh, yeah, Andre. you can't put Andre Johnson in that class because he was 30 overall. Uh, Patrick Ramsey was 32 overall. Um, yeah, I mean, Leron Landry really – he was okay – uh he flexed his way out of the league. Yeah, he did, man. He was he was cut, that's for sure. All right. Um couple of other things to get to. Uh so did you see the Antonio Brown story? Frost, about his about his feet? About the frostbite? Yeah. Is that unbelievable? It really is. What a dope. Have you watched Hard Knocks yet? I have not watched Hard Knocks yet. I've I've heard very lukewarm reviews about well, it. Well he's insufferable and he was a big part of it. I finally got I finally got to it. Um or, or I got to, to part of it. Man, I want that to blow up in the Raiders' face. And I think it's going to.
1: I think it will too. It reminds me of there was this player for the Orioles, uh, back when the Orioles were treading water in the early two thousands uh called Marty Cordova. He used to play for the twins, then he played for the Orioles. And uh he w- he was he was in love with himself. He was a good looking guy. Uh and uh, he valued the suntan. And one time he had he had to be scratched from a game because of sunburn he got from, from a tanning bed? From a tanning bed. Oh God. So he couldn't play because he, he, he got sunburned. Those things are so
0: unhealthy from, too. From
1: from a tanning bed.
0: Oh my God! Yeah.
1: Now it's funny. I ran into him years later. He was an MMA guy, and he recognized me up in Philly at a, at a mixed martial arts fight. He was very nice to talk to, but all I could just think of was this is the guy who 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 was so <laughs> who who wound up getting sunburned and and couldn't play. Yeah. From from so that, that that's the the uh, the frostbite kind of reminds me of that.
0: Um. Oh, you know, cryotherapy. By the way, apparently is good for a lot of things, including something that I've s- sort of suffered from f- for the last year, which is migraines. Apparently, it's very good for people who have had migraine headaches. And when I started getting these, I went to see somebody, and they're like, "You know, you, you, why don't you ice yourself a lot?" And I'm like, "Can you get in an ice tub? Can you?" And I'm like, "No, we. I don't have an ice tub." Um, I do have a lot of ice packs around the house. You don't but, have a
1: cryogenic chamber in your but house. I think
0: I'd love to try that once. Apparently, it's very good for you. Yeah, apparently, the
1: Redskins have them have them coming out of their ears. Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, apparently, it's one of those things. I mean, it's it's an inflammation reducer. You know, anything super cold um, is. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, the other thing was, did you see what Kevin Durant said? He took the Warriors completely off the hook. Yeah, he did. I actually... Uh, people
1: people were, were expecting, and now I don't see how you could, people were expecting a lawsuit I to know.
0: come out of this. You know, for as much as we've knocked Durant's sensitivity and social media, you know, uh, uh, hypersensitivity... This, I give him a lot of credit. First of all, let's not forget the night that this injury happened. Bob Myers, the general manager of the Warriors, was crying in the post-game press conference. And you and I both came in here, I think, the next day and said, have you ever seen somebody look so guilty? Like Steve Kerr, just explaining, over-explaining, like, oh my God, they pushed him back too quickly. They're going to pay for this. And yet Durant came out and told Yahoo Sports yesterday, how can you blame the Warriors? Hell no. I heard the Warriors pressured me into getting back. Nobody never said a word to me during rehab as I was coming back. It was only me and the trainer working out every day. Right when the series started, I targeted game five. Hell, Nah, it just happened. It's basketball. Shit happens. Nobody was responsible for it. It was just the game. We just need to move on from that shit because I'm going to be back playing.
1: Okay, never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm glad he did that because first of all, if this were true and he didn't do that, that that would be inc- that would be a professional misstep on his part. Because people would would know about it and they wouldn't trust him because he'd essentially be sabotaging or submarining a franchise without wh- dishonestly. Um, if this is actually how it happened, I'm very. It's good that he took the team off the hook than the team trying to take themselves off. Yeah, it is. The no, hook.
1: no, it is. It, it, it's a step up for him. Uh but it, it, it takes one of the storylines away from the uh NBA offseason though.
0: <laughs> well he's not playing next year. That's and if true. he does, it it'll be super late uh in the year. Um last thing is the Nationals. I mean they're, what a series in San Francisco. They're
1: getting pitching from God.
0: Fetty Th- they and really Ross. Is. But
1: Joe Ross hasn't been scored upon in his last two starts. Oh,
0: I think it's 11 innings. He's he's not given up a run. Yeah. You know, remember, I think it was with you. It could have been with Zuckerman. But there was a start that Ross had a couple of weeks ago where ultimately the numbers looked terrible. But I said to Zuckerman, it was Mark. I'm like, he actually really pitched well. Like, if you watch the game, which I did... He was really battling and pitching pretty well and then a couple of bad things happened and the floodgates opened and Mark said, "You know what? You're right. Like I talked to some people and they thought Joe actually had some really good stuff that day. So it may have been sort of the precursor of what was to come. He's better as a starter, Tommy, than coming out of the bullpen."
1: Oh yeah, he is. I mean, but look, in the in the old days, in the old days, but and I don't think this was a bad practice. Young starting pitching would would work their way from the bullpen to the starting rotation. It was a way to get your right. feet wet in the major leagues to learn about batters, to learn about umpires, to to learn about being a major leaguer, and then you would move on to, to to the starting rotation. Well nobody does that anymore. You're right. Joe Ross is better as a starter and if he's the if he winds up being the starter that they they thought he was now that he's recovering from Tommy John surgery a while ago when they got him in the Trey Turner deal that is really found money at this point because right. they don't have anything uh in their high uh in on on their high minor league system in terms of pitching depth they have nothing and i might want to point out that i was right about Annabelle Sanchez yes, you were. when i came yeah. back from spring training he is this is the guy who i saw in spring training I mean, he may not be able to give you seven innings, but for six innings, great.
0: The other night, he, he yeah. he's,
1: good. he's he's got 15 pitches in in, in his repertoire. Wow. I mean, he's 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 just like Levo, except a better version at this point. Yeah, Levo uh, uh, was crafty. Yeah. Well, he's a lot like that. He's a very smart guy. He's he he, he knows how to you know to change uh uh rotation. He knows how to uh, change speeds. And he is right now the most important pitcher on the staff. None of this matters if Max Scherzer's
0: gone. Well, you know, you say that, and it's it's baseball, and the teams that are contending for the wild card, they certainly aren't of the quality of the teams contending for the wild card in the American League. Right? Those teams are just better teams than the National League teams. So it wouldn't shock me if, Scherzer, if Scherzer's really compromised and misses a lot more time, I think they could still – get a wild card with what they have. I just don't think... You know what Kirchin told me yesterday? He said the Nats pose the biggest threat to the Dodgers if they get into the postseason because of their starting rotation. And then he said the other team that would pose a threat to the Dodgers if they got into the postseason the Mets because of their starting yeah. rotation. Yeah, and the Mets come to Nats Park this weekend. No, no, no. Nats go to the Mets. Nats go to the Mets. Yeah. I'm
1: sorry, that's right. It's
0: on the road, and yeah. they're skipping Fetty's start because it's a normal return for Sanchez. So the Nats will throw Strasburg, Corbin, and Sanchez this weekend against Stroman, who the Mets just acquired, Syndergaard, and DeGrom. Yeah. This is a this is a huge series. The, the Mets have won 13 of 14 games now I was looking at their 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 win streak here or their run here bad teams that they've faced during this run. You know, this is your former, you know, favorite team the, the Mets. They beat the Padres, the Pirates, the White Sox, uh two from the uh the Pir- uh, two more from the Pirates and then four straight from the Marlins. Now the Mets have to face the Nats and the Braves in the next six. Then they go to Kansas City. Then they get Cleveland, Atlanta, the Cubs, the Phillies, the Nats, the Phillies, the D-backs, the Dodgers. Their schedule gets brutal, yes. But they have very good starting pitching, and you know they've got uh, that that rookie Alonzo, who's who's really you know developed into a hell of a yeah, player. Yeah, absolutely. No, I look. Uh, the Nats didn't need another contender to
1: have to deal with. Right. They, they were particularly happy with the Mets dead and buried. But they're not dead and buried, and they're all big series at, at this point. The key guy is the guy is Annabel Sanchez. He's of the three pitchers you just mentioned. He's your weakest link, he arguably, mm-hmm. you know. So if if he delivers like he's if your weakest link is delivering like Sanchez has, they might be able to tread water. But I don't see, I don't know if they can compete for a wild card without Max Scherzer for any length of time. <sighs>
0: Yeah, I I think they will. I think without Scherzer, they could still compete for the wild card. Their starting pitching is still decent, and offensively, I mean they've I mean they've got guys. They've got Rendon. They've got Soto. They've got Robles. They've got Trey Turner. Yeah, you know, hitting well. Um, I, I love Suzuki. To me, he's one of their clutch performers. Yes, yes, he is. Um, so I could still see them snagging one of the two wild cards. You just wouldn't. It's baseball. Anything can happen in a best of five, and then a best of seven after that. Um, but they would be a massive underdog, obviously, as a wild card winner against the Dodgers without Scherzer. Yeah. But if you got into that series against the Dodgers, well, first of all,
1: first, you got to win the wild card. Yeah. Game.
0: So you'd probably time yeah, it so you have, you have Scherzer. Stra- you have, What if you don't have Scherzer?
1: Then you got to have Strasburg. Pitch yeah. That so game. then
0: you're in trouble against the Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. Because you won't get Strasburg back right. until Game Four. You know, maybe Game Three at the earliest, depending on the schedule. Yeah. Um, then you're
1: talking about Austin Voth. Right. Pitching in a po- postseason. No, play you'd have game.
0: Sanchez, Corbin, and then you know either Ross or Fetty. Okay. If you didn't have Scherzer, you wouldn't have to go to vote. Yeah, you know,
1: I, I don't feel good about Eric Fetty. I'd rather have Austin vote. He was really good the other. I day. I know that. I know. I'd
0: that. rather. You know what? There's something about Joe Ross that I've always liked. I hope it works out for him. I think sometimes. I think he. I think he's got a lot of stuff. I think he's very confident. I. I would not feel terrible about him having to to, to take. Three, four, five starts down the, down the stretch here. I don't think I would feel that badly about it. I'm I, I don't know what it is about him. I like him. I'm rooting for him, and he pitched great yesterday, and he pitched phenomenally well in his last start too against uh, it was Arizona, right? Yeah, it was that last start?
1: And the bullpen, the bullpen addition so far, it, it, and one guy's on the injured list, but it's helped. It, it, the bullpen is deeper, and it's helped them. Yes, it has. So, um, all right, you got anything else for me? I'm just excited to watch the new era of Redskins <laughs> football tonight,
0: baby. Um, I was excited to watch some golf this weekend because I was hoping Tiger Woods be, would be in contention, but you know, you three give that over up. par and Kevin. second to last right now in the first Kevin. round. What
1: again? Like I've told you before, and I told Scott, I mean, you had your moment. It's it's it's. I mean, why be greedy? He came back and won the Masters. Yeah, he
0: did. You were wrong about that. Yes, I was. I was (laughs) wrong about
1: that. So I don't understand why people think they're going to get the old Tiger back.
0: Uh, I thought after uh, Augusta this year, I thought we were going to see the old Tiger back. Um, He's not well, apparently. All right. uh, That's it. Enjoy the game tonight. Um, I'll be back tomorrow for uh, a brief recap of the game. Catch me in the morning on nine eighty seven to 10 uh, a lot of people will be on the show uh, be joining us as well if you're listening on iTunes rate us review us that helps subscribe as well it doesn't cost you anything and Tommy you will be doing what this week? I'll be
1: back on 106.7 a fan with my vacation over Saturday and Sunday morning
0: awesome thanks to Aaron thanks to all of you have a great day enjoy the game tonight